0: Good morning. Today is January 6th, 2021. I'm your host, Evan George, and welcome to Bostopian News. And here's what's happening in the news today. As the second surge of the COVID-19 pandemic continues to cause devastation across Massachusetts and Boston, Boston is extending its restrictions on gyms, movie theaters, and many other businesses until January 27th to try to reduce the spread of infections. This is the very minimum that I expect, and it's possible as hospitalization rates are expected to continue to rise throughout the next two weeks that we see even more restrictions. So everyone stay vigilant as we go through what will probably be a very dark January. Marty Walsh vetoed an ordinance last week that would have restricted the use of when Boston police could deploy tear gas, pepper spray, and rubber bullets on civilians. The city council last month wanted to enact the policy that law enforcement must give two verbal warnings and have a superior officer decide when to use chemical weapons against the people of Boston, but this was too much for the mayor. It is absolutely ridiculous that we allow weapons that are banned by the Geneva Convention to be used against a civilian population, but that is the state of Boston today. The Boston Police Department released the crime data for 2020, and overall total crime was down by 5%. This only includes what either the Boston Police Department or the Boston Herald is labeling as serious crimes. Fortunately, this does not include drug arrests or drug charges, but more murder, rape, and theft. Looking at the breakdown of those numbers, homicides were drastically up by 54% across the city. Non-fatal shootings, 41%, and auto thefts, up roughly 5%. However, other serious crimes, such as rape, which is down 22%, robbery, 11%. This was a skewed year, obviously, for statistics, but it is at least somewhat encouraging, I suppose, that we are seeing a decrease in the overall trend. The Massachusetts legislature burned the midnight oil, or should I say... 442 AM oil to pass a number of different bills that have been debated and worked on through the 730 plus days of this legislative session. Considering there is no way that the lawmakers themselves were able to read, never mind understand every element of the bills, the concrete details will come out slowly over the next two weeks. However, They did pass a $627 million economic stimulus bill and a multi-billion dollar transportation borrowing package. The economic development package included Baker's long-sought housing ordinance fix, which would basically decrease what you need to pass a new development from a supermajority, being two-thirds of votes, now down to just a simple majority. It would also unlock hundreds of millions in borrowing, including relief for businesses battered by the COVID-19 pandemic. However, it is important to note that the bill did not include language to legalize sports betting here in Massachusetts, which I think is a massively missed opportunity to raise revenue. The $16.5 billion transportation bond bill is intended to help finance projects like paving roads, uh, construction along the Mass Turnpike throughout Alston, and a number of different projects the MBTA needs to have a functioning public transportation system, and also includes language to hike fees on Uber and Lyft rides across the state. The new legislative session begins today with a number of new lawmakers being sworn in. And again, I will be discussing these bills more in depth throughout the weeks as people actually get a chance to read it. The MBTA will be forcing one-sixth of its workforce To take an unpaid furlough day for each month between February and June. The move will affect over a thousand workers and is being described as a cost saving measure that they are, of course, putting on the shoulders of their employees. They estimate that this will save the MBTA $2.5 million. However, I now must remind you that the MBTA is about to receive closer to $250 million in federal funds. And rather than using that money to continue to pay your employees, they are instead using the crisis of COVID-19 to do what management of the MBTA has sought to do for decades, which is to erode our public transportation in an attempt to privatize it. Immigrants across Massachusetts are raising fears about getting the COVID-19 vaccine because they are worried that it may result in the deportation of themselves or their family members. This in a great article by Tory Bedford. And while it would be illegal for medical officials to share information with ICE, that does not quell the very understandable and very real fear that immigrant communities face about getting or seeking medical help, including a vaccination. Last year, the Supreme Court ruled that the Trump administration could enact the public charge rule, Basically saying if you are an immigrant seeking or not seeking citizenship and the state can document that you have used resources that can be then used against you, deny you that citizenship and then deported. This is just example one of 10,000 of problems that the COVID-19 pandemic has brought to the surface. And remember, where it comes to viruses within a community, if one member of your community has it, then you can all be at risk. And that is why this tiered system of citizenship, this tiered system of labor that we have allowed to ha- to exist for decades is detrimental not just to the economic benefit, but to the public health benefit from a very real standpoint. And that's going to do it for today's episode. As a programming note, this podcast will not come out tomorrow morning. I have some work stuff that I have to do very early in the morning. So instead, I will read, record, and put it out there tomorrow afternoon. Besides that, follow me on Twitter for constant daily updates. Follow me on TikTok and continue to support this show wherever you find it in whatever way that you can. Take care and have a great rest of your day.